Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we survived Thursday somehow. Um, <laughs> it's Friday, September 2nd. I'm Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. It's 96, but feels like 100 degrees out there. That is what weatherchannel.com says. Um, it, it does feel a little hot. Yesterday was nice with this, some overcasts. Uh, we do have a full show today, which I'm excited about. Uh, we've got the University of Nebraska College Republicans in here. Wyatt Cassidy, their fearless leader, I'm going to call him. Uh, we're going to get to him in a second. Um, yesterday, I got a little confused. I knew we had a half show, and then I got excited during the show, and I... Forgot we had a half show, and then I wanted to answer the question that Scott had posed about um, the big-time articles about Navy SEAL training. And, I don't know, I think I got cut off uh, (laughs) mid-sentence, didn't I, Johnny? Oh, yeah, the way it ended up turning out. I would say you just had a little bit of a brain fart going into that. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I had. It, It was a bizarre day here. I'm, like, getting ready to roll for the second segment and totally forgot. Uh, but anyway, Scott, I do want to address that question, and it's probably good I had more time to look up the article. Believe it or not, I do not daily pay attention to uh, certainly SEAL Team news stuff or U.S. Special Operations news stuff uh, just because, I mean, I did it. I still have friends in, so, I mean, if it's something that is kind of out of the norm, I may pay attention or give a call, but uh, I try to focus on you know, more local, state, and national issues. And as you listeners know, I'm heavy into political opinion and lean and conservative. But anyway, um, yeah, what it was is a a, a student in the selection um, passed away. And like I said, that's very unfortunate, but there are not just in SEAL team, but across the military, there are training accidents. And I think they do happen more frequently than the civilian population realizes. But I do believe most people in the military, um, understand that and they understand the risks and certainly in something like seal team and all special operations you could even talk about flight training for the pilots you know it's more risky it's more dangerous um and so um this this young man passed away and uh, why it made national news as you can imagine a grieving family would want questions and in today's culture let's be honest uh people have the ability to ask more questions and put pressure on organizations even the military um than they have in the past and that's not saying you don't have the right to ask it's just saying that in our culture today people tend to be more you know intrusive on all kinds of things right civilians right now are very into election integrity so they're asking more questions so this was no doubt so i obviously am sad about the individual always lose a, a great american who's you know trying to serve his country sad for the family um, and as the mother asked questions, one of the things that came up and I think made this national news is performance enhancing drugs. And so there were a lot of uh, reporters asking questions. There were a lot of uh, candidates, if you will, talking, um, which in and of itself isn't bad. Um, but depending on what article you read, it talks about, you know, you know, you've got to take performance enhancing drugs to get through that training pipeline. And it's encouraged and all this Frankly, BS. Um, I went through the training pipeline in 1998. I've never used performance-enhancing drugs. I don't know 
anybody that did back then. Would I be lying if I said there wasn't performance enhancing drugs equivalent to the civilian population in the Navy, just like any drug use or alcohol use? Yes, there is a percentage of people that make bad choices. And like I've said before, I trust the military chain of command to investigate those things, find out what they are, and take the appropriate action because people make mistakes. But to the point of our training pipeline requiring that and and maybe this young man was or wasn't using them and it may have increased his chance of um, the fatality, um, that's unfortunate. I hope that that isn't being used. I hope that young people that are joining the military understand with hard work and dedication you can serve our country and you don't need any of that stuff, even in SEAL Team. Um, and so there's a grievance between, you know, a grieving mother and that training pipeline. And obviously it made national news. Listen, SEALs have been put, myself included, into a very unique category in this current 20 years. I don't necessarily think that it is warranted, um, because we are just another group on the big team. But nonetheless, it's there, so we have a choice to hopefully represent, um, you know, that not only time of our lives, but moving forward, represent the service good and all people that serve. Um, and so in the end of the day, Scott, it's a tragedy. Um, performance enhancing drugs are not part of the SEAL pipeline. They're not encouraged. They are not needed. And no one should go anywhere near them. And like I said, they'll get to the bottom of it and they will make the corrections if there's issues there. And we'll get back to training people up to the standard, whether they're a man, a woman, a dog, a cat. It doesn't matter if you want to serve your country and you can make the standard of the United States military, whatever force you want to be in or SEAL team, you're in. It's that simple. It's the most democratic process there is. Go work hard. You know, mind your P's and Q's and live up to the standard and you're in. That's what you have to do. Anyway, Wyatt, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hello. Um, Wyatt, would it be fair to say you're the head of the University of Nebraska College Republicans? That is correct. I took that position um, December of last year. All right. So you've been in the throes for what? About, well, a year and a half or more than that. Two semesters. Yes. Really? Yeah, that's correct. Well, why don't you tell me kind of what the mission is? Because um, you are the first young conservative. I'm going to call you young, even though you're a college student. Um, you know, you're about half my age. Um, what the mission is of your group? So I think the hardest part with any political group you have is to just find your overall mission. I mean, your overall goals. What do you want to accomplish? Who do you want to join your club? And for us, it's very it's simple. It's about the small things. We want students. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, socialist even. Um, we want you to come to our meetings, have those uh, debates, have have discussions. We want you to talk about your ideas, your information, just any news that you have or any um, some issues that are important to you that affect not just students, but all Americans, Nebraskans. And by having students talk to us at our meetings, we can form better opinions, better judgments about the current issues that affect all of us. So we just think it's a good thing to just 
really provide that safe platform for all students. So when, obviously, when you have a name like University of Nebraska College of Republicans, you're more than likely going to attract more conservative-leaning people, you know, students, if you will, but you're also probably attracting people that don't really, you know, they're like, I don't know about politics, and so I'm going to come check it out, right? How does that go when you guys are sitting around and discussing you know, getting just smart on the issues that are out there. Because I suspect from your optic, it kind of is like things at the university, and then it probably branches out to national issues. So when it comes to the students that join, um, we we normally do. Uh, we, we tend to have a majority of really strong conservative students. Um, actually, right now we're at 238 members in our okay. organization. So it's grown. Um, it's grown a lot over the last year to us uh right now it's just about to get just all of the uh students to join like we don't have a um set group that we look for but when you do have those students that do typically lean right they vote republican that kind of gives us a better understanding of where students that do have uh political opinions where they lean because when a student they're they're right down the middle they don't really have any opinions yet it's a little hard to kind of gauge the direction that we want Mm -hmm. um the the club to go in um so overall we really do just try to find those students that might have a lot more of a passion for politics and those that don't gotcha so why let's back up real quick you're from missouri originally yeah that's Um, correct you're a sophomore you're studying um construction management correct Yes, sir. Um, why Nebraska? We always like to ask when somebody from out of state comes in, why Nebraska? Why the University of Nebraska? Uh, so um, when I chose to major in construction management, I went online. I just looked up the best schools in that program in Nebraska. Uh, there is no place like Nebraska. There you uh, go. It was right up there at the top, and uh, that's how I ultimately chose to uh, go here. And then... Um, Luckily for me, I was offered a lot of scholarship money. I uh, worked hard in high school for good grades, and it 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 pays off now. So, uh, folks, that's a, there's nothing better out there because obviously I, I love athletes. I'm a big athlete, but I'm gonna tell you right now, scholarship money is by far more available in academics than athletics. So, bottom line is, if you like athletics, do it well, but do your academics well too. Um, that's just the truth, folks. People don't like to hear that. that's the truth. Um, okay, why? How do you get in? How did you personally get into the Young Republican group? So, um, last year uh, I had heard about the group. I so the the University of Nebraska has a web page called Involve You, mm-hmm. and any student that's there they can log in with their student ID number and they can look up all the organizations. I believe Nebraska has over five hundred to. They have they have north of five hundred for any student to join, um, and they range from if it's uh, political. I know they have one where they just watch squirrels. Um, that one did not interest me, but I did see the college <laughs> uh, Republicans group, and I went to their meetings. And um, at that time, they were uh, under some senior leadership, and they were kind of on their way out. So it wasn't they weren't too um, too overly passionate for it. They had had their priorities. Uh, which uh, rightfully so. I mean, they're going into the workforce now, so sure. Uh, they had asked those went to the meetings. We were averaging last year it was very low numbers, probably 
a 15 every meeting. I mean, mm. very low. And they asked if there's any students that would help out. And I said I'd help out. And before I knew it, they offered me to be, uh, to be, uh, in an officer role. And they thought I had a, a lot of, uh, some interest in it, uh, a good understanding. So they asked if I would help be the new leader. And, uh, I, uh, ex- accepted it. And, um, now we have a good officer team of five officers. So. That's pretty cool. So now let's get to the meat of when we're talking a little bit of politics and, and conservatives. You are in a very interesting time, in my opinion. Um, and the University of Nebraska is no stranger to some of the topics that the nation is uh, debating, arguing over right now. But I, what were some or still are some of the hot topics that you guys discuss or debate about? Now, for me, I'm thinking... The last couple of years, CRT, sex ed standards, free speech, kind of equal opportunity or, you know, some people say racism, anti-racism. I mean, there's a lot going on in society that's also in and around universities. And none of those may be on your guys is kind of, hey, let's let's kind of dig into these and, and talk about them from a conservative perspective. All right. Well, I guess if we work backwards here. Okay. Um. So this last week was the student loan forgiveness. That's right. Uh, that was huge across campus. Um, opinions are actually there are a lot of Corvettes being bought. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Corvettes have been bought. So uh, the whole town looks new. But um, really, the opinions they don't lean the way you might expect. Most students are actually against. I would say the loan forgiveness. Um, I have a lot of liberal friends. Uh, mm-hmm. They really think that it's not fair to those that have already paid off their debts. or So let's say you went to trade school and right. you, you didn't pursue that college education, which I think more students now should uh, choose to do. I mean, there's a lot of good paying jobs that does not require a degree. Um, degrees now have oh, virtually, I mean, even as a college student, I'd say they in a way are worthless now. I mean, um, they don't always prepare you in the real world job market so students yeah i would say uh, a majority do not support it um but they do think it does give them kind of a helping hand through college mm-hmm. and, uh it helps them know that there is some people that watch out for them i guess financially um so so last year uh especially last spring the big one was the ukraine issue um a lot of students thought they might be drafted obviously they weren't oh, drafted boy. in World oh boy uh, you got to have the commander come down there and explain the military history to folks. I will have the they, commander down they, they don't there, have so. to worry about being drafted. Let, yeah. let me go back. We've got a whole show with you. We're with Wyatt Cassidy from the University of Nebraska of College Republicans. Um, back to the student loan thing. Uh, because I have a lot of listeners of all different age groups, all political beliefs, everything. I wouldn't say, and I, I think you misspoke. I wouldn't say college degrees are worthless. What I would say is college degrees traditionally, in my opinion, open more doors, folks, to usually more better paying employment opportunities. Now, generally, I think what you're meaning, the way I look at it is that open doors gap has gotten a little smaller over the last 20 years. and it's it's flooded with more people with degrees, but nowhere to go take yeah, that exactly. degree and work. I, I guess I guess a, a a better way to word it is maybe that they've lost some some value over time because yeah, that's fair. Because now 
a majority of students do pursue uh, a college and they you, you do get degrees. There's been a lot more degrees that are offered. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess as, as an example, I mean, you could major in gender studies. I mean, right. what kind of job are you going to realistically get that could not just support you, but support you paying off your college loan. Right. So I think that that is... Well, you'll get hammered for saying that one, but that's okay. The point is, is yes, maybe that would lead to 501c work or some kind of, I'll call it uh, uh, social work to a degree. But the point is, is that there's way more degrees now that are in fields that don't necessarily lead to the actual workforce. You know, where before... A lot of degrees led to the workforce. And to your point about trade schools, those are on the rise because of a need. And we need more uh, trade workers in this country. And so it's finding that balance, you know. And I'll always say, you know, if you're going to go to college, make sure that that college is leading to something. Otherwise, you know, you could be stuck with big bills, a nice degree, and you're very frustrated when you enter the job market. Um, I do want to come back. We will definitely talk about Ukraine. I'm surprised to hear a little bit. It doesn't surprise me in Nebraska where there's generally more conservative values. Um, but I, too, share a weirdness on the student loan because does that mean everybody from now on gets it or is there just going to be a five-year window that gets it people in the past have an animosity towards young people that got it then then next you know 10 years from now people that are graduating don't have it Uh, in the end of the day i'm a big earn not given guy and it's good to earn something take care of it even if that means paying off your loan um, so anyway, we'll be back with uh, Wyatt Cassidy with the University of Nebraska College Republicans, 1400 AM, 99.3 FM. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Hi, we're back with uh, Jack Riggins, the commander, and Johnny Cadillac producing the show. Drive time Lincoln on a Friday. Frogman Friday. We've got Wyatt Cassidy, University of Nebraska College of Republicans. Uh, Group lead, chairman, officer, lead officer. You probably don't have a rank, do you? Not like when I was, you know, a midshipman, we had ranks. <laughs> there is no rank. That's correct. Uh, you were bringing up, we're talking uh, thoughts that the young Republicans and just on campus here at the University of Nebraska, and we've been working backwards. So where we were at was Ukraine. And I thought that was interesting because you were like, there were people that were talking about the draft. And oh, I yeah. was like, whoa, 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 we can't <laughs> have that. Uh, so yeah, how did that talk go? I mean, that's kind of it's sad to say that's kind of back news right now, but um, I mean, whenever students would 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 talk to me or uh, people on our officer team, I mean, there isn't much you can tell them besides that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's not going to be a draft. You don't need to worry about that. Um, but overall, like just in terms of what our club has, um done about the ukraine and the oh russia a conflict is we we normally do stay out of it i mean it's it's became a political issue more so than uh mm-hmm. just the uh, morals of it the ethics of it is it a right thing to do to get involved um we typically find that just among our officer team we're a lot more isolationist i mean mm-hmm. Try to avoid, uh, you know, either if it's a conflict in Ukraine or in the Middle East. Um, like I think one issue that a lot of conservatives and those in the middle could agree on is that 
you know, is it right for America to send all this money and equipment to Ukraine and leave Americans without that equipment? Yeah, we'll come back and keep talking about that here on KLAN 1499.3. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, uh, Friday, September 2nd, second segment here. We've got Wyatt Cassidy on from the University of Nebraska, Young Republicans. Um, 95 out, feels like 98. It's getting cooler, Johnny. It's getting cooler. What was I going to say? I don't. Next week, next week. We have a lot going on next week. I'm not even going to go through it, but we do have a lot going on next yeah, week. No show on Monday or Wednesday. That's right. That's what I was going to say. No oh, show on Monday. <laughs> it's Labor Day. That's right. No show on yeah. Monday. Um Wyatt, we were kind of finishing up uh, last segment talking about the issues you guys get together uh, since you've been to the university for the last two years. We worked back for, from student loan debt, and then we got to kind of the Ukraine. And uh, I guess my question on Ukraine would be, what was the sentiment or what still is the sentiment about U.S. involvement or not in Ukraine? I think across a, a campus, it was overwhelmingly help out Ukraine by all means. I mean... Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much money it costs, how much equipment, help out Ukraine. It was, if, if, if I was to break it down in the simplest of terms, it was Ukraine's good, Russia's mm. bad. That was yeah. the overall sentiment across campus. And I think really overall across the United States, you could argue. Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, I can never do a show without making a Biden quit. Clearly, we have all the money that. We 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 never run out of money. No, so. he can always just so, print money. So, right. Yeah. So just give him money. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think you're right on that one. Um, most people want to, like we were talking about, keep it a regional conflict, and we have to try to do what we can do as well as everybody else in the region to to keep it there and support. Um, hopefully, what it looks like at this point, some kind of stalemate, or maybe Russia's slowly choking them out. Honestly, folks, I haven't checked in much. Well, let's keep going. Walk us back in time. What was another issue that like everybody's like, whoa, let's talk about this? Uh, so I guess around that time, too, um, well, really, uh, there was the Roe v. Wade, but that was more recent than that. Yeah, um, yeah Roe v. Wade, um, but it's kind of, Ukraine's gone on for a while. Yeah. yeah, Roe v. Wade came out, you know, the overturn, so to speak. Yes. Let's that- clarify. i got to clarify for the audience. Yes. We didn't outlaw abortion for those of you that can't read the statement. Abortion was not outlawed. Abortion was given back to the states to decide. That's the fact of the whole Roe v. Wade argument. Yes. Uh, I across This is going to be an interesting one, I think, for young people. Uh, no, it's, it's definitely a, a very hot topic still. And... But really, arguably, this might be the hottest topic among really? students. Um, you'll see uh, students uh, at you know in, in their apartment windows. They might have a a poster 
um, that they want, you know, their, their right back to, uh, to have a abortion. Um, but like you just said, it does not outlaw abortion. Um, I don't know if they aren't aware of that. Um, I don't know if Biden hasn't told them yet, but, uh, do you think it's just for some of the people that like post all that stuff or put it up? It's just, they're just stuck in the rhetoric instead of looking at the facts. 100%. They just, they, it's, yeah, I, I would say it's a, Exactly that they they want to seem that they're in evolved in in politics that they have a good under, understanding that they're making a potential uh, difference and they they'll, they'll post about it which it's good I always encourage if you want to advocate for a change the best way to do that is to bring it up mm-hmm. um, but at the same time if you're just posting what the mainstream tells you to say how much change are you doing really not much at all um so it it's still very heated across uh a campus which is more still afraid that they can't have a uh abortion yeah anymore. when in fact you can folks yes even here in this state yes <laughs> i mean it's just it's kind of it's uh, the reason i kind of giggle about it, i'm not giggling at the issue what i'm giggling about is as an adult right i've been on the planet 47 years this topic has dominated politics but it's particularly dominated at election time and it's really funny because it clearly moves the needle one way or the other and um not a lot on the ground to be honest has changed much about it either way um but yet it just becomes a very polarizing issue anytime in this case the supreme court weighs in and says hey we just want the states to be able to make the choice. That's all they said. They didn't say no abortions in America, and yet it went right to the top yeah. you know, of the pecking order. Are there any issues inside the university that garner discussion and topics um, that maybe some of us that are out here not on campus you know are not aware of you know that fall into the kind of conservative left you know or extreme right, extreme left kind of hoops that get discussed yeah that's a good uh a question because i right now i would say that there isn't really a whole lot in terms of just students uh having a strong opinion about uh an issue whether it's you know a political issue it uh just just any problem in, uh general with the university but last year was a lot Different as we still had uh, a, a, a COVID precautions in. Oh, uh, I knew the masks were going to come yeah. up because they have to. I mean, they have to. You, you can't talk about college now without masks. Yeah, you couldn't talk about Life. school yeah. in Lincoln, Nebraska last year <laughs> without talking about masks. And I remember because Turning Point did have some experts come in and talk about different things with COVID. Um, yeah, how did life go on campus between? the different thoughts of people with health precautions it definitely uh was very contentious if uh if that's a good word for it um so last year when you got to campus all students regardless of their vaccination status had to take a covid test to go to class and that was before class even began so i feel bad for the hundreds that did test positive after their parents dropped them off and 
Uh, they probably had about one meal before they were sent back home for a week or two. Um, but um, for those that uh, chose not to get vaccinated, they had to test every week to go to class, which um, that's really where the main issue, it, it came into play um, because it really called them out. Um, they were, I guess you could argue they were punished for choosing mm-hmm. uh, not to get their uh a COVID shot. Um, so I just, I feel that that was an issue that a, uh, students had a huge issue with. And really it goes deeper than that. Uh, to even go to class, you would have to have an app called the a Safer Community app. Mm-hmm. And it would have a green check mark if uh, you haven't tested positive. Um, if, uh, if for those who were vaccinated, uh, they would always have a check mark after that first negative test when they got to class. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of times the app didn't load, so some students who were vaccinated, they uh, would miss class because the app just didn't work. And yeah. for those who uh, weren't vaccinated but they did have a negative test, the app wouldn't always upload either. But so, were you getting like what I call like mental warfare ninjutsu from fellow students or or in, uh, teachers maybe on this polarizing issue? I mean, or was it just kind of like if you did the app and you know it just seemed like normal school, you just had to do this thing? Or was it was it um, was it contentious in any way, shape, or form, or or causing friction? Uh, when it comes to masks, there was definitely a lot of uh, contention there, uh, a friction among students. Um, it wasn't uncommon for me to go to the gym, uh, and there'd be people on a, a treadmill running 10 miles an hour with the mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that wasn't always common to see, but it wasn't uncommon either. Right. Um, so I think that that's where a majority of um, the conflict would come into play. Uh, I guess uh, an, an example that I have is I had on a disposable mask and it had broke when I walked into class. So I was not allowed in because it had broke. So um, it would be the small things like that. Yeah. Uh, if you were you went to a dining hall, you would have to wear a mask until you sat down, even though it was a, a buffet at all of those. So you can just grab the food as you please. Um, but I'm not I don't have to go into the logic of it. I think we can all. Yeah. Um, know that that might not make the most, uh, you know, well, I think in the end of the day across the nation and education, for the most part, everybody took the most stringent approach, which probably was a kind of cover your, uh, (laughs) approach. I mean, it just kind of seemed like when in doubt, um, that's what schools and people that had a lot of young people there did. Um, but nonetheless, it still is going to be something that's written about for years to come. And, it could always flare up and cause uh, more. Although I think at this point in time, to your point, uh, there would be a lot more pushback um, on the quote unquote science of it all. Um, yeah. If we went into that kind of full uh, CYOA <laughs> culture in these things. Uh, let me ask you about some of the things, at least from the outside, you may not have been on campus, but it, it had to kind of blur into there. And that was, all of the defund the police, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, versus All Lives Matter, and then, well, I don't, I, I don't believe like LGBTQ rights. I, they weren't in the same thing, but I mean, we've had a lot of talk. I think because of sex ed standards, maybe below the university level, at least in this state, that some of that intertwines with. But 
How is that discussed and talked about as those became nationwide issues from really the George Floyd incident? And they probably still permeate the universities as far as discussions both in class and out of class. Well, uh, I mean, I would like to be, uh, to begin by just, you know, the university does a great job with who they hire on the police force. I mean, I don't know any students that they ever feel that are at risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always a heavy police presence, which, in my opinion, is a very good thing yeah. to have. Um, now, there are some students that uh, they don't particularly... Uh, agree with um you know having a heavy police presence. didn't they make them at one point take off their uniforms uh, was that not the university of nebraska do you remember that i i, I do not okay. know on that yeah, so no, I, i'm not i'm not saying that folks i have just, heard that through yeah. i don't know if that was at nebraska or at other yeah. schools but I, that's definitely something i have heard though yeah. yes so of course there's always going to be a minority that's like hey i don't like to see that presence yeah. and in fact i would agree with you the university of nebraska police force has always um been a very good entity down there and professional and done a good job. I think most students uh, going back 30 years have felt safe down there. Yeah. Um, now, I guess to answer your other question about like the whole Black Lives Matter movement, um, that that's a movement that that one kind of um, students, they definitely have a strong opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say that kind of plays into the critical race yeah. theory too. Uh, but it's more you really want to hear about it closer to election times or when it's heavy in the mainstream. Um, so we haven't heard a whole lot about it uh, during the Kyle Rittenhouse. It was a little right. more you would uh, have a lot more opinions. Um, uh, Nebraska and it was wasn't just Nebraska, the whole state. Um, I mean, the whole uh, country was very split on that uh, trial. If they believe Rittenhouse, if he should be in jail. But those kind of discussions, he definitely sparked uh, uh, some debate about the the Black Lives Matter movement. Would you say you guys, um, not just in your group, but with other, uh, I'll call it competitor groups, because I'm sure there's a a Democrat group, uh, probably Libertarian, others. Yeah. Um, Heck, there might even be more um, extreme left, extreme right, um, are able to have healthy debates and conversations and not not get um, uncivil. So are are you asking if we can have those healthy Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean uh the college we Republicans at least we try to stay out of the, uh, like the really deep political issues because at the, at the end of the day no one really uh you don't gain a, a whole lot from just a constant debate. Mm-hmm. I mean you need to research alive on your own, I think that's really how we become more uh, informed as Americans, voters, about doing a lot of that on uh, the research on your own. Um, but uh, those other groups, I know there is a uh, young a Democrat group. There was a socialist group last year who I actually believe no longer exists on campus. Mm. Um, so the college Republicans, we do view that as a as a win. Um, as you should as an American. Yes. <laughs> but uh, in terms of like the other can, conservative groups, I think they're all on the same page as us. We try not to get anything yeah. too political. And that's not just, even if we do have a strong opinion on the issue, um, those that we go to class with, I mean, every day, they might not agree. So we, we just try to avoid that kind of conflict. 
Uh, but we are collaborated with Turning Point USA, so we share a lot of the same values as them. Yeah. Which is really just to make, you know, the overwhelming change into just how Americans are reacting news, the overall divide we have. So. All right, well, I, I got to ask you the big question, Wyatt. Again, we're on with uh, Wyatt Cassidy from the University of Nebraska College of Republicans. Um, You've got your MAGA hat on. Yeah, I, I do. I... And the President of the United States last night said, mm-hmm. and quote, that Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are a threat to our democracy and freedom. How does that make you feel when the President of the United States says that about that group, which maybe you align with maybe you don't even though you have the hat on i mean i'm a trained hunter and so uh i wouldn't necessarily say that i can identify you just by a hat you wear but the president did well i think the most surprising part of that was that biden was able to have a coherent you know claim that he was able to get enough words out that we're able to understand that and quote it directly so i think that was really the first win that he's probably had this year um, but, uh, the way that that makes me feel and other Republicans, I don't just support Trump, but Republicans in general, um, obviously you don't feel very good. Um, but he didn't say anything that he hasn't hinted at or made that claim in the past. He's claimed in the past that, you know, that the MAGA Republicans are a problem throughout America. Um, and really I find that surprising because most moderates, I feel like, don't share that opinion. Um, yeah. And I guess, that, I mean, a little off topic here, but that's kind of what's neat about Nebraska, especially, is Nebraska is a red state, but the people he elected on the Republican side aren't as pro-Trump as some other states. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have been... Sass, he voted yeah. to uh, impeach Trump. Yeah, we we have a lot of never Trumpers in this. State. And there's no doubt about. It. We do. We, yes. we we have a more uh, balanced uh, conservative group in Nebraska, which I don't think is a problem. I no. think it's. I think it's only it's, a problem if they can't get together and work towards conservative values within the state. Yes, um, but it certainly is a divisive issue. Um, I think more so in Nebraska than some places. No, there's probably some places that are. Uh, not Trump at all, right? And then there's some that are heavy. Um, Johnny, we might have to roll a little bit because I've got two big questions I want to ask Wyatt. So we might have to go right up to the end. Um, So it's an easy one. Thumbs up or thumbs down on the Biden administration thus far? Uh, I give it two thumbs down. Two. Double. double. He gives it the double barrel thumbs. Double thumbs thumbs down. Double thumbs down. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm disappointed. I I would like to add, though, a lot of Republicans, I think, don't quite understand that. A lot of Republicans, you know, there's the let's go, Brandon, Mm -hmm. you know, rhetoric and jokes. And um, well, all of that, I mean, it does open up discussion to really um, what most Republicans would say is, one of the worst uh, presidents that we've had to uh, live through so far. Um, but I don't think it's not that he isn't listening to the American people. I think everything he does is very calculated. Um, he sure. definitely has an agenda. Um, I think we do know that it, as, as, as a Republican, it's not really an agenda that we would uh, agree with or align with. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Johnny says I got one minute. Um, what are your biggest worries 
as a young adult for our country as you move forward? Uh, well, top two to narrow it down into a minute. Um, in inflation, inflation is okay. a huge issue, and I would say going to a digital currency. Once that happens, I don't really know if America will ever be the same. It would be tough if there was a complete digital world currency for America to maintain um, an economic and and or probably power architecture as we know it today. No doubt about it. And inflation's not good. Uh, Wyatt Cassidy, thanks for coming on Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. It's an honor to be here. You bet. You're welcome back anytime. All right, 14993 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, finish up on this Friday with uh, White Cassidy from the University of Nebraska uh, College Republicans. Good interview. Well-spoken young man. Uh, represents that group and just kind of some insights into the university is, hey, I don't get down there. I don't get to talk to uh, young people too much about politics, but I really want to. And uh, Democrats uh, out there, if you're at the university, come on the show as well. I, I like to engage everyone. We do pretty good with, uh, you know, 30 and above in this show, but um, it does get hard to reach down to the young folks. And so I totally appreciate that uh there won't be a show on monday it'll be labor day so everybody have a good long weekend i did talk a little bit about that seal case per scott's tweet the other one uh uh, excuse me text the other tweet i wanted to talk about is the article in the american conservative called the self-castration of the u.s military um it's an interesting article um it's on my twitter so go check it out at riggins underscore jack um you know, military kind of went all in as a federal organization on wokeness and pronouns and all of these things. Um, and now certain uh, combatant commanders who are actually the guys that fight the wars have now backed off that. They've said, we've got to get away from this stuff. It's divisive to the force. It doesn't meet our mission. Not saying that, you know, the whole pronoun, non-pronoun thing that they're saying, hey, look, it just doesn't fit our mission. Like our mission is to close with and destroy the enemy. And we need to have ranks that focus on that and so while they went all in at least in the pacific they said okay we're going to back off that a little bit which i think is a smart decision right if there's anywhere that you have to be one team one fight under the united states of america flag it's u.s military and you've got to be very very careful when you're doing social engineering things so go check out that article and everybody have a great weekend 1499.3 klin